Hey, this is Dr. Stan, Wednesdays in the Word. So glad that you're able to join me today, and, or maybe you're watching this later on Facebook. Uh, I want to share some thoughts to you that come out of some of what we've just experienced here in the United States. You know, I mean, the United States is not the center of the universe, but it is a pretty important nation, I think, especially in light of its founding and uh, the taking of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. But I want to I title this little message, uh, Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right. You know, I remember, uh, you know, wanting to retaliate, especially against my little brother. Why? Because he was my little brother. And uh, he bothered me. And my sister, who was older than me, she bothered me. And of course, my my real desire was when they bothered me to take revenge on them because revenge really felt good. Uh, but my mom would say, remember, Stan, two wrongs don't make a right. Sometimes my dad would add, but two lefts make a right. Anyway, I don't know how that went. But, so, but I realized that you know what she said was true and not happy, but true. The two wrongs don't make a right. And we've we're hearing people talk about, you know, the evil on the left and the evil on the right. And, you know, look, the, the whole world system that we live in is got a lot of evil in it. There's people with bad motivation. There's people with good motivation. Um, you know, that's the way the world has always been since Adam and Eve decided to do their own thing. Sin entered into the world because they rejected, ultimately, they rejected God's law, God's ways. And you know, um, the results of that have been the constant conflict and battles that we see within the world. We know that the only answer to that is Jesus. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And it's ultimately when he, you know, finally appears and heaven and earth become as it were one and there's a new heaven and a new earth and all of that, at that point his kingdom will be fully established and all will be well. But between now and then, I mean, we're going to have struggles, troubles and difficulties. So, you know, I was thinking about two scriptures. One is in Isaiah 65 verses 17 through 25 which talks about you know, the, the benefits of life in God's kingdom. A new heaven and a new earth. Former things will be forgotten. Uh, it's a land of joy instead of fear, distress, and pain. Infant mortality will be eliminated. We'll live to a, a full life. In other words, we'll have excellent health care. I don't know if it's provided by the government or wherever it comes from. Uh, we'll have homes to live in. There'll be peace and harmony. And we'll be free from corruption. Well, that sounds like, well, it don't sound like America, does it? But it, <laughs> that sounds wonderful. But that's the kingdom of God. That's when God's kingdom is established. And that's what we, we preach. That's why we preach on especially themes regarding freedom and regarding harmony and regarding righteousness, peace, and joy. We preach on the kingdom because we want to see what Jesus told his disciples to pray, that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there's no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no racism, no injustice. It is absolutely as God intended. 
and what he started in the garden with the man and the woman so many years ago. Well, you know, that's what we're after. We want to see the kingdom of God. Well, you know, the, the kingdom needs to be preached, but it needs to be established within the kingdoms of this world. In fact, the scripture says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever. So I was, you know, meditating on that and looking at the, you know, the capital you know, riots, whatever you call that. Uh, some would say it was a terrorist act. Some would say it's just, uh, it was planned. I mean, there's so many theories, so many thoughts about that. It was a terrible thing. It was a terrible day. Even as we saw during the summer, terrible days, terrible circumstances in various cities around the country. You know, and again, wherever you line up on the political spectrum, two wrongs don't make a right. But we've been called to live righteously. And so I was thinking about Romans chapter 13, verse 10. It says, love does no wrong. Love does no wrong. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. You know, in that whole passage of scripture, which I would encourage you to read it, it starts by talking about the submission to authority. (laughs) The authority that Paul's writing about was, you know, under Nero's rule. It didn't It's not indicating that, gee, Nero must be a great guy. Uh, Nero must have come up with some great rules and regulations that are really going to benefit everybody. Nero was one of the most wicked rulers that had ever lived. And yet Paul says, submit to legitimate government authority. And I'm grateful we live in a nation that still has laws and still has democracy and still has has freedoms that we can enjoy. Thank God. I mean, there's so many countries in the world that you don't get that. But we do here, and we're blessed. And we're going to continue to be blessed by God's grace. But you know, there's, there is a level of submission. I mean, we need to be in submission to authorities. Well, not just in the government, but, but also in the church with our employers. We need, and the word submit there, I mean, it means to, to come under. It does mean to, to, to show honor, to respect, but also to be subject to, or to be willing to, to listen and follow or even obey. Now, again, where there's a conflict between what the word of God says and what the government says, well, we have to follow the word of God once we properly understand what the word says. I mean, Peter, uh, when he was confronted, and uh, John, I mean, they said, we must obey God. And there may come circumstances and situations in our life that we have to make that choice. But if we do, it means we're also willing to suffer the consequences that come from disobeying in a, in a good way, in a positive way, things that don't line up with the reality of God's purpose and God's will. And so... Uh, you know, we need to, you know, because of that, we need to render to them due honor and due respect. That means pay your taxes, follow the laws to the best of your ability, again, unless they are in conflict with God's laws. I mean, our goal is to owe nothing. And really, I think, in as much as possible, we need to get to a place where, where we can be as free and clear as we can possibly be so that we can fulfill the call that God has on our life. And then to behave properly and put on Christ or... Put on the same kind of humility and grace and truth that Jesus carried. Jesus went about doing good. I mean, brothers and sisters, two wrongs don't make a right. 
we need to go about doing good. Again, doing good doesn't mean to agree with every political agenda. It doesn't mean to agree with every policy that a president or a governor expresses. I mean, there's a lot of policies and there's a lot of positions that the present uh, governmental systems are putting in place that I don't agree with for a New York second. But I disagree with them agreeably. And I disagree with them in terms of uh, what I'm willing to embrace and affirm. At the same time, I, I realize that you know Christ didn't spend a lot of time. Jesus did not spend a lot of time dealing with the political mess of the day because he was building an alternative kingdom. It wasn't about Caesar. It wasn't about the, the, the Jewish leaders. It was all about God. It was all about his kingdom. It was all about his purposes being fulfilled in the earth. And we really need, I believe with all of my heart, we need to get back to that, the centrality of that message, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, we have a president, and thank God we have one. Thank God we have a democracy, and we will pray for our leaders. The Bible tells us we need to do that. And what we pray is that they'll seek God. The more that they do, the, the, the greater likelihood they will have the wisdom to govern in a healthy way. The more that they deny or reject God and his wisdom, the, the greater troubles we're going to have. I mean, the proof of all these things are in the pudding, but, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I still remember back, you know, when President Obama was elected, oh, the evangelical community, well, they went nuts. And going back a little farther, when... When Clinton became president, oh, life is going to end as we know it. And the farther back you go, we've heard the same rhetoric, and yet Jesus is still Lord, and the kingdom of God continues to advance, and we are a part of that glorious kingdom. Therefore, I think, again, love does no wrong. Again, I'm not trying to say, you know, don't think, don't have political views. You're going to anyway. But when it comes to our public rhetoric especially, and even amongst each other, we need to learn how to be civil again and express ourselves in a healthy and positive way. I mean, life is not going to hell in a handbasket. If it was, it'd be one big handbasket. I mean, my goodness. But the truth is, yeah, there's going to be changes. There's going to be some things that we're not going to like as the church And we might suffer a bit from it, but we're good at suffering. We've always been pretty good at suffering, but we suffer not needlessly. We suffer for the sake of the gospel. And if I'm told by a government of any kind that I can't preach the Lord Jesus Christ, well, I guess I'll start my prison ministry because I'm going to preach and I'm going to teach And I'm going to learn how to love my neighbor. And I'm going to recognize that my neighbor is like the Samaritans, people that I don't even particularly like, but I'm not going to do them wrong. In fact, I'm going to do them well as God gives me strength, as God gives me grace. Because, you know, as my mama used to say, son, two wrongs don't make a right. Just because someone may have wronged you, don't take revenge, but even go one step farther and this is a little nutty, bless those that curse you and pray for those who despitefully use you for his name's sake. That's what sons and daughters of the kingdom do. 
And so these are just some, some thoughts for you. I don't know. It's a little bit sobering. It's, a, it's inaugural day when I'm actually doing this message, though it's a week later that you're watching this. And I, I'm just trusting God that moving forward, that the kingdom will really advance even greater. The church is looking at itself. We're doing some readjusting. All of that is good. And it shows that God has not given up on us, but is working through us to fulfill his purpose, which is to see the kingdoms of this world truly become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, for he does reign. Blessings until next Wednesday.